0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, welcome to in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez moment right here on Block Talk Radio, blocktalkradio.com, barberzoneradio.com. Chavez moment, you're in the Barber Zone right here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us another Wednesday. We're here a little bit later instead of 9 p.m. We're here at 11 p.m. But y'all, hey, you're in the Barber Zone. We make a change. We make. We make things happen to where we have to make them happen. So, we're here tonight. We're talking about something that has the whole world talking, something that has been affecting the actions and the movement of everyone around the world. We're talking about the coronavirus tonight, you guys. The coronavirus, you know, is affecting all over the world and. It has actually affected right here in Columbus, Ohio. If you didn't know, I'm from I'm from right here, Columbus, Ohio, right here in the heart of, in the heart of it all, in the heart of the country, the Midwest, and it's affected here. No, we don't have any confirmed cases or anything, but it has affected Columbus, Ohio. So um, we got to talk about it, y'all. So we're talking about the concerns about the coronavirus. And the barbershop. So, y'all, we're here a little bit late. We're here at 11 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. because uh, one of our guests, excuse me, is from the California area, so from the West Coast. So, we have to make adjustments sometimes for our West Coast listeners. So, we're here at 11 o'clock p.m. This is 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, but it's uh, 8 p.m. in the California area. So, We thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And we'll have some individuals on here. We're going to talk about the coronavirus and what we need to do in the barbershop to protect ourselves, our shops, and our community. Because, you know, we already have um, procedures and state uh, rules and regulations, state board rules and regulations about sanitation. I know here in Columbus is very, very strict And and around the country. You know it is in some areas and some areas not, but we want to talk about what we can do to protect ourselves going forward and our daily operations and our daily procedures while we while we um, serve this this large community that we have that we do in our barber and our our hair industry. So um, thank you again. You're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez moment right here on Block Talk Radio, com slash Barber Zone, or just go right to barberzoneradio.com. Also, thank you for listening on Facebook and Instagram and whatever way that you are listening. The number is 563-999-3404, 563-999-3404. If you, um, if you want to call in and share uh your views, your opinions, and what you might be using or some of the things that you do in the barbershop to help to protect yourself and the community from spreading things like the coronavirus. So uh, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you again. Share this with somebody. Let them know so we can get this information right out here in the Barber Zone. Um, we uh, we will have a, well, I do have one on the line tonight um, – us from something if you're in the barber or hair industry that you see that we use as a barbicide. And it's something vital in our daily operations. Um, and you guys that aren't barbers and stylists, if you look on your stylist or your barber's back bar and you see the glass jar that has the blue solution in it, that is barbicide. And that is what we're required to Submerge our tools and implements in for sanitation when, we, when we're using them in the daily operations in the barbershop. So we will have Miss um, Leslie, she's the National Director and um, Market Development at uh, Barberside, um, and we will have her on the line to share her expertise with us. Thank you for uh, taking the time. And whoever else calls in, we want to thank you for taking your time. We know we're here a little bit late, but, hey, information has to get out in the time that we get out. There's no perfect time, but it's always the right time. So, again, you're in the part of zone with your man Chavez moment, where we'll get to her in a few minutes. We thank you for uh, uh, joining us, Miss Leslie. Uh, so, <clears throat> let's see. You know, coronavirus, as, as, as we talked about earlier, the coronavirus has – affected Columbus, Ohio. And what I mean by that is um, if you're not from the Columbus, Ohio, and you're not in the sports and maybe weightlifting and fitness, uh, you may not know about the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, classic that's here in Columbus, Ohio, and has to do with fitness and weightlifting. And um, it was announced yesterday that the, the Arnold Classic will still go on, but there will be no spectators there will be nobody allowed to walk in participate and look at the athletes excuse me as they compete and their their fitness and their strength and their uh endurance type of competitions but that has been changed here in the last few hours i did watch the news right before we got on and they will there will be it will be limited it won't be um as free as it was because as we know it's a trade show and it's uh weightlifting and health and fitness and all that good stuff so you have just like we have with our and brother, brother shows and our and our barber and all of that it's a trade show in their area of, of fitness so they wanted to be you know be safe and protect the community and not allow everything to go on that it has gone on but there is still a limitation on um athletes that are participating from Asian countries, Korea, Japan, China, uh, and there's a few more that are able to uh, participate in it this weekend because it's all weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and they won't be able to participate in it because of, you know, the fears of the coronavirus and spreading the coronavirus in such a wide-open, populated type of event. So coronavirus has a Affected the daily operations here in Columbus, Ohio, and when it when it comes to the Arnold Sports and Fitness Classic, um, so that had me thinking today on the coronavirus and how it it can affect in the barbershop because we do have barbershops that are in these that have been affected uh, that have been tested positive for um, the coronavirus, and I was just thinking about um, some of the procedures that we have and. The way that we touch so, you know, different, so many different people and, and, and the daily operations of a barbershop and how coronavirus could, you know, get into the shop and just spread to the community so easily. So that just, you know, when me came up and then, you know, I was talking about my man Chris Burke today and I was like, Chris, we got to do a show today. So we moved. Back and forth, and made some calls, and now we're here. So thank you again, y'all. We're talking about the corona, the concerns about the coronavirus in the barbershop right here on Block Talk Radio with your man, Chavez, right here, 563-999-3404. We're going to get to the phone lines. You know, we don't want to hold anybody up, holding especially up at all. So uh, we're going to get to the phone line, y'all. We're here in the barber zone with your man, Chavez, moment. What we do is um, uh, we're going to, Call out your, your, your first three, area code, and then your first three numbers not to give out your whole information. So, um, But I do have them Leslie on the phone. And, and also I see uh, Brother Chris is on, a couple other individuals. Thank you guys for calling. When you're ready to talk, just simply press 1 and lets me you know that, that you're ready to join in and ready to share your views on um, our topic tonight where we're talking about the concerns about coronavirus in the barbershop right here with your man, Shavir's Moment of Block Talk Radio. So uh, when you're ready, Leslie, Chris, whoever, if you're ready to talk, just press the one, and we will get you started, get you here, so we can hear um, your concerns, and uh, we'll get some facts from, Leslie um, here about the uh, coronavirus. So let's see. Let's get started. Uh, from the 913. I, and I hope I don't say in lane wrong. Miss Leslie Roast. Roast. From That is that is me. That's it? Is that it? Is, yep, did, that's did I me. get it right? Yes, Leslie how are you Rosty. doing? Welcome. Yep. Yeah, Rusty. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you Rosty. for joining the barbers uh-huh. on the night and I appreciate you taking your time. Um join us for this topic because, you know, it's something that's really, really affecting individuals around the world. So we wanted to hear, to talk about it and, and and hear from you on what things we need to be doing in our barbershops and our hair salons that, you know, to help us protect against this thing. So uh, first of all, would you let everybody know who you are, what you do? So, you know, we don't think we just got somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about. And then, Go into, you know, what the coronavirus is and all that good stuff if you help it out, please.
2: All right. Well,
3: my name is Leslie Rossi, and I am the National Director of Education uh, for King Research. So we manufacture barberside, clipperside, quite a few disinfecting products used in the barbering industry. Some of you may have heard me speak before. I speak uh, at a lot of national events, the National Barber Board um, Convention. I also am the author of the science content in the Milady Barbering Textbook, so the infection control chapters, skin structure and disorders, those types of things. Uh, My background is in nursing, so um, I have a science background, so that's really where I come from on all of this, Um, and I understand everyone's concerned about the coronavirus, so um, one of the things that I really want to put out there in the very first is that... um, you know, 82% of people who actually contract coronavirus don't even get sick enough to perhaps call in sick or um, you don't feel that bad. It really feels like a common cold. So, in fact, coronavirus, the name coronavirus, just talks about the shape of the virus. That's really, it doesn't have, um, it's not that specific. It's just the coronavirus family. This is one um, strain of the coronavirus that we're seeing um, sort of travel all around the globe right now. Um, what makes this one problematic is that um, some of you may remember that several years ago we had um, SARS. Um, we saw some of that in North America. We also saw versions version um, of a virus called MERS, M-E-R-S, really mm-hmm. deadly. Over 90, 90% of the people that got it died from it. Um, the thing with that was you got so sick. You went straight to bed. You weren't out infecting other people. You were in bed um, trying to recover. This version of this virus that we're seeing is so mild in most people that we're all out still spreading it around. So it's highly likely, I'm in California, and it's highly likely that there have been cases of it here in California for over a month. The people have just been out spreading it around. It's taken a while for um us to see these really um, sick people and then people that are also dying. So then people are dying in smaller numbers from this, but it's just that so many people are going to get it eventually that the numbers are going to start to add up. And that's, that's what the concern is um, all across the country. Why we're seeing people um, cancel events, um, trade shows, that kind of thing. That's what we're seeing. What I, I hate to say what I like about this virus, but what I do like about this virus is it's reminding all of you, all of us, in America and across the world how important it is to practice proper infection control, particularly when you work in an industry like barbering where you're in contact with strangers all day long, you know, one stranger after another. And even if they're people in your neighborhood, they're still, you know, you don't know where their hands have been, um, who they've been exposed to kind of a thing. So here's what I tell everybody. You really need to practice proper infection control with all of your implements, all of your tears, um, combs, all of uh, your clippers, You need to be properly disinfecting them. You should be doing that anyway on a regular basis because, to your point earlier, there are rules in every single state that dictate that you should do that. But on top of that now, I think, you know, we should be doing this anyway, but particularly when we have um, bad flus coming through or today we have coronavirus that we're talking about, we really need to pay attention, most importantly, to our hand hygiene, to proper hand washing. To not um, shaking hands if you can avoid it. I realize that in America we consider that to be a respectful thing to do, but in light of what's going on around the country, hand washing is really or hand shaking is not appropriate. Um, we should be avoiding touching other people's um, hands because that's what people put over their mouth when they cough. They touch their um, all aspects of their face, and then whatever's on their hand is now on your hand. So. Um, washing your hands frequently, using hand sanitizer when you don't have time to wash your hands, um, and then doing proper disinfection. Um, if you get sick, likely if you get sick with this, you're going to say to your friends and your family, I just have a, I have a cold. I have a bad cold. It's not even going to mm-hmm. feel as bad as getting the flu. Um, but if you start to run a fever, if you start to have any respiratory problems, don't go to the barbershop. Stay home for a day. You know, give yourself some time to figure out if it's just a mild cold if it is something that could be worse and you could be passing it on to somebody else because, um, you know, the the most susceptible people to this coronavirus happen to be men. Men are far more susceptible than women. We don't know why. And men, um, particularly above the age of 70. So, you're in an industry where you're going to see mostly men and you're going to see a lot of men over the age of 70. So, you really want to protect everyone who comes into your barbershop.
1: So, Oh okay, thank yeah. you. Wow, so us yep. men, uh-oh, barbers, and you know most barbers are men. We're in trouble, y'all. But not really in trouble. That, <laughs> that, like you said, this is this is just making us more aware of those practices that we that you know the state boards already have in place for us. You know, the the hand washing after. You know, it's really after every time you touch the cape when the when the client comes in. Wash your hand when you touch the cape, and like you said, hands shaking is so. We really got to be on our ha- on our on our Howie Mandel right now. You know how Howie Mandel was a germaphobe and he doesn't touch hands. So now yeah. we really have to do all you know, bump elbows, you know, bump fist or something, not really shaking hands. Like you say, you don't know where another individual's hands have been. Right. We don't know, you know, well, you touch you, your face <laughs> and you cough and you do that. And then, you know, we can transfer. And a community place like the barbershop, so many people go in and out. You know, we have individuals that come in the barbershop that don't even get services. They might just stop in and say, hey, stop, you know, stop in during lunchtime just to right. hang out for a little bit. So we don't know and if you're, what type of individuals we are getting in contact with so this is, this, it can be a, a scary situation, so, wow. Right. And wow.
3: if you're looking for the right product okay. to disinfect, the right disinfectant to use, um, either at your home or in your barbershop, because I know um, the shelves are pretty much cleaned out of Clorox wipes and all types of sprays, keep in mind you have to look yeah. for a disinfectant. So it has to be a disinfectant, but when you turn it over to read the label very few products are going to be labeled for coronavirus um, because that's not a commonly tested for, for it to be on the label, we have to have gone and been testing for it. And that's not a common thing we would have tested for um, because okay. technically all colds you've ever had your whole life were a form of coronavirus. So we just don't test for it. Okay. What I would tell you to look for on a label, if you see a label that says it is effective, against HIV, very good chance it's effective against this virus because they are both what we call enveloped viruses and that's what you're looking to kill. So if you're looking for the right product to use in your home or in your barbershop, look for something that is labeled to kill HIV and use it correctly. If you are using a wipe, which is the most popular thing for people to use right now, if you use a wipe and you just wipe down the counter and you walk away, it's not going to work. All of them have contact time on them. So most of the wipes are going to say that the surface has to stay wet for four full minutes. That's usually the contact time, and that's what you want to adhere to. So somebody came into your barbershop shop and they're coughing up a storm and you're a little concerned and you want to disinfect the surface, get your wipe out. But mm-hmm. make sure that that surface is staying wet for whatever it says on the label. Typically, it's four full minutes for it to disinfect that surface.
1: So the so so the quick wipe just doesn't do it. We have to, um,
3: no.
1: like 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 they say like they say with our tools, leave them submerged in the solution for a certain amount of time. So like yep. a lot of individuals, they they hear coronavirus and don't realize that we've heard coronavirus for years. If you look on you look on your lysol can, or if you if you listen to the lysol commercial, it says and it kills coronavirus. Y'all, coronavirus is something that we deal with every day, but this is just a strain of this coronavirus that we we haven't seen and and and, and is taking advantage of and 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 is running crazy because a lot of people are misinformed and um, miseducated, and then we get away from our daily sanitation of, of you know just basically washing our hands properly, washing our hands after we touch. Food, washing our hands after we touch something, or use the bathroom, or whatever it be. So, uh, it just it's just making us be more diligent on our proper sanitation rules and taking care of ourselves, and you know, covering your mouth or using your sleeve when you cough. Just those little things that, for the most part, we tell our kids to do. We tell the kids to do it when they go to school or when they're around their peers and. But sometimes we don't even listen to those ourselves as adults. We, we're so busy moving the and shaking. we have to get this done and get that done that we kind of skip those steps sometimes. Or maybe we're barbers in the shop and we're so busy trying to get from one client to the next client that we skip that step. We might not wash our hands. And I know here in Ohio um, you don't have to wash your hands per se, soap and water, but now that we're able to use um, hand sanitizer and instead of so now we have you know another another way to uh frequently sanitize our hands and you know far as our tools in the same way like we like we had before, so um it's just it's like you say it's scary but it's not it makes us more focused are there um are there any other tips that you could give us that you know the average barber may not have thought about? When, you know, when we're approaching service with our clients or being more healthy in our barbershop.
3: Well, I think the best thing, the best advice I give everybody is to keep yourself healthy, to keep your own immune system healthy. Because one of the problems when we talk about viruses um, versus a bacterial illness, if you have a bacterial illness, we go to the doctor and they give you a, you know, a prescription, an antibiotic for it. But if you have a viral illness, yes. We can't, there's no medication for it. You, there's nothing I can do because viruses live in your healthy tissue. And so what we count on for you to to get well and be healed is your own body. We count on your own immune system working. So doing things that keep you healthy, ultimately keep your barbershop healthy. If you, you know, get plenty of sleep, you get plenty of fluids, you eat a healthy diet, you do all those things that, you know, you quit smoking, you do all those things that make your healthy body, your body healthy rather, you're going to have a healthier barbershop without a doubt because you're not going to, you know, your, your immune system will work. You're not going to get, and you're not going to bring them into your environment. So, and I think also feeling comfortable when somebody comes in and is obviously um, sick or has an infection of some sort, you know, to ask them to come back when they're feeling better, when they've been to the doctor so that you don't, you know, continually have this revolving door of people who are too sick to go to work but will come in and get their hair cut, right, and they're infecting your whole environment. So <laughs> I think there are a couple of things you can do that, that do help the the shop in general stay healthier.
1: Self, self-care self is, is, is the first one. And that's funny that you said that because we were talking about that in the barbershop a, a little bit over a week ago. You get individuals that call in sick to work. They're too sick to go to work, but they're not too sick to come hang out in the barbershop for three, four hours. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that is one. Yeah. Dude, wait hey, minute. Hey, bro, it's, 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 it's Tuesday at, at 12 o'clock. What you doing here? Oh, uh, I I was kind of too sick to go to work, but I just wanted to get out the house and come hang out with y'all for a little bit. No, if you're yeah. okay
0: till 6 y'all back home
1: to get some uh, orange juice or some berry flu or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's the that's stuff okay. we deal with. Yeah. That is right. So or they bring their sick
3: do. kids in. So, they, so, the kids are too sick to go to school and they bring their sick kids in. So, you know, those are things that yeah. I, mean, I, I realize are issues that you have to deal with and that, that's difficult, but it is what keeps the whole environment safer.
1: Oh yes, awesome. awesome, awesome! I thank you, especially. I appreciate you. If you can hold on one second, I have a couple of yeah. other individuals that are on the line, and I like to get their views on what's going on. So, yeah, you're in the Barber Zone with your man Shabazz, woman, we'll right here on Block Talk Radio, BlockTalkRadio.com/slash Barber Zone, or simply just find us at BarberZoneRadio.com. We're here tonight talking about the concerns of the coronavirus in the barbershop. And some of the things that we need to do to protect ourselves, our shops, and our community. So, um, we have an expert and from Barberside. Y'all, you know what we well, see Barberside, Clipper Side, things that we use every day. We have Ms. Leslie Roski from. Uh, King's Research, which is the ones that make Barbicide and Clippericide. So uh, we thank you for taking your time. And if you hold on, we've got a couple more people. Um, you're in the Barbizon. The number is 563-999-3404. Call in and share what you use in the shop to sanitize your tools and, you know, some of the steps that you may take to protect yourself from the shop. Feel free to call in. The number is 563-999-3404. Just simply press 1, and we'll get you on the line, and you can share your thoughts and your views on this topic tonight. We're talking about the concerns of the coronavirus in the barbershop. So um, without further ado, Got my man, uh, Chris Burke, on the line. He's he's holding on. We're going to get him on. You know, he's a man of a few words. We're going to see if we can get him to open the mouth and say something for a little bit. But uh, welcome to the Barber Zone, Christopher
0: Burke. Man, Leslie, Chavez, you guys are doing a fantastic job. I mean, one thing I was raised on is when grown folks are talking, you just sit there and be quiet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... I'm just. I want to say this before she leaves, is that personally thank you because you you stood up for me so many times, and the way that when I ask for something that you follow through, that's been my business model for the last ten years. Um, there are people who calling me like I called for you today, and you're like, "Dude," and you made it happen. So, yeah. in a nutshell, no I want to make the people known that not only did I get that personally, but I model it. And I can't – I haven't dealt with a brand that is as faithful to – that They. That I can find someone as faithful to the brand as you have been, so that's another thing I'm out of. So thank you thank for that. You. Yes, and thank, thank you. you, for thank, you thank, yeah, um, th- thank
1: you for taking your time, yes, most definitely. Yeah, yeah no right.
0: problem. Yeah, and, and then also, too, thank you for standing in the place, writing, writing that part of the textbook. And thank you for all your participation <laughs> against deregulation. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the other stuff that I don't want to spend much of time listening, but I mean listening, but <laughs> I just want the people to know. Yeah. People to know. Uh, so, uh, this I, this, this, I, this well, is the I lady that,
1: that, that, that is well. making changes in our industry. She's making changes in our industry in a positive way, and we thank you for that every day. Right. So young students, remember when we when met you, her in you read her, you're the lady book. About this, this is the individual right here who wrote this right here. So, we have somebody who is very, very vital and very pivotal in our, in the daily operations of our barbers, our barber shops, and our hair salons. So, again, thank you. Um, I had a question and it just slipped my mind. And I'm I I supposed to write it down. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And, no, I don't have the coronavirus. I'm sorry. No, I don't have the coronavirus.
0: <laughs> I, went, I
1: went to Vegas. That word
0: makes I, everybody I, cough.
1: Yes. I, I went, I, I, you guys, I was in Vegas, and it was 50 degrees, and I was still playing golf. So, yeah, it got me a little bit. The, the, the weather change and the jet lag got me a little bit. But, no, I don't have it. So, yeah, because the silliness of some people I've seen where people are saying that they're not going to drink Corona beers anymore because of the Corona virus. (laughs) And just putting the name Corona together with the (laughs) virus is just, some of these things are just asinine, but um, it does make, like you say, it does make people think, but it's making people think and and making people be aware or being, or, or react, they're overreacting. Um, can you adjust something about, like, the mask that we wear? I, you know, you see sure. everybody wants to put a mask on. Is, the, is yep. there a right mask? Is there a wrong mask? Is the mask the right thing to do? How is that? How does that play a part in, in preventing the coronavirus?
3: Perfect question. So masks should only be worn if you do have the coronavirus, if you actually have been tested and you have it or if you Mm -hmm. have a specific immune system problem and you have been fitted properly for a mask, the type of mask that you're seeing everybody wear around actually puts you at greater risk because every time you, number one, people wear the same mask day after day after day. And the masks, surgical Mm -hmm. masks are intended to protect a patient. So if I'm a surgeon and I have a patient who's open on the table in the operating room and I cough, I don't want whatever's coming out of my respiratory tract landing inside of my patient. So it's a one way street. It's blocking things that I'm forcing out, but it's not blocking air from coming through and coming back in. I can breathe in things. It's just stopping the things that I'm forcing out. So if you and I are having a conversation and you are the one that has coronavirus and you're not wearing a mask and I am wearing a mask, I'm still going to be exposed to it. I'm still going to be potentially get the virus. I'm going to be touching my face more because I'm going to be messing around with my mask. The the mask should really only be worn by people that have coronavirus or have a specific um, immune system problem where their doctors have advised them to do it. And in that case, they would be wearing a respirator mask. Respirator masks are not the ones that you can just go buy anywhere they have to be fitted for you. Um, th- and, and it does take a while to get them fitted, and they're quite expensive. So, no on the masks. Absolutely stop doing that. If you think it's helping you, it's making you, putting you more at risk and everybody around you.
0: I have wow. a question about immune, uh, immune system. I have an immune system question. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Hey,
1: Chris, hold on one second. Just, just, just to, just to address that real quick. Y'all, did y'all hear that? The mask that you're wearing, it's reverse of what everybody's thinking. Everybody's thinking they're yeah. putting on the mask to prevent from getting it. The the, the mask is preventing you from spreading it.
0: So,
1: Correct. you guys, so, take, up, take up all the mask and everything because you're just, one, making yourself look silly, and, two, you're, you're probably contracting it if you do get around it. Because the the yes. ones that I thought were were the, supposed to be the good ones were like the ones that I I wear what the construction people wear that's all already all the way fits across your face that has the the metal part that 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 pinches on your nose. So I thought that one might have been the good one, not the ones that the doctors wear, but the ones that you know that fully cover your mouth. folks. but thank you for clearing that up, you guys. It's not for people who are trying to prevent from getting it. It's the individuals who have it that they are preventing them from spreading it. So, thank you again for, for for setting, for setting for setting it straight and and killing that that myth and that rumor about wearing the mask. So, uh, Chris, Mer, go ahead and ask your question, good sir. We just
0: wanted to clear that up. First. Well, oh no no no, thank you. That's important. Um, the, the the immune system thing. So. Um, I've, got, I've got a young son who's seven years old, and I was going to take him on a, his birthday trip to IBS. And I've considered all the different exposure opportunities for anything. I mean, you know, but, you know, it, it really made me hesitate. Now, another situation that, that you see a lot of barbers, professionals do, um, hair professionals, is they start treating cancer patients. So cancer patients will have a low immunity. And so, is there is there mm-hmm. certain? I mean, I know standard practices, but if you would just speak on that awareness of low low immune systems for elderly, young, and then also people who are going through some sort of treatment that reduces their uh, immune system.
3: So, in a sort of general sense, and this is very very general, and um, the immune systems are not well developed when babies are born. They share their mother's immune system for the, about the first year, um, and they're trying to develop their own immune system. So we see that um, when when bad viruses come through, that like the flu, we see that children, small children can be um, widely affected, and we also see that that happens in the elderly. As we age, our immune systems just don't work as well, um, so we see that the elderly sometimes are at a higher risk. Um, in those middle years, um, you know, once you hit the age of, like, say, five until, you know, your 80s, um, you, if you have a normal, healthy immune system, your immune system should be able to fight off most things um, that you come into contact with. In fact, I would say a seven-year-old um, probably had. We, we don't see that this virus. That we, there's very few children diagnosed with it, very, very few. It's almost all mm-hmm. adults. And so mm-hmm. we don't feel like children are really at risk with this. Just the adults okay. um, more. Um, people that have compromised immune systems, they that would be people that are either on a medication that compromises their immune system, or they may have be a, a, a chemotherapy patient who you know a cancer patient. Um, mm-hmm. They could just be somebody if you know someone who has rheumatoid arthritis or. Um, Any type of an inflammatory disease and take some medication for that, most of the medications Mm -hmm. that you take for things like asthma and rheumatoid arthritis and eczema, a lot of those drugs um, will impair Mm -hmm. your immune system. But most Mm -hmm. of those people know because their physician has told them, yes, your immune system is impaired. And in this situation, their physician would probably guide them what to do.
0: Gotcha. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Mayor yeah. Leslie, I so appreciate you.
1: Appreciate you tonight. Oh, I, I have one more question. I see we have another individual on the line who wants to say something. I'll get to you in one second. Now, question. Now, if for an, for for fact that there has been an individual that has been in your barbershop shop that has been tested for um, the coronavirus, what steps mm-hmm. are what steps do we what steps do we take to where we can sanitize our barbershop and get back to daily operations to, you know, how, how, how can you clean your barbershop up? If in fact, you may be in you one of the states of... where they're. What do you say?
3: Yep. You get out a great disinfectant, something like barbicide, and you follow the uh-huh. rules, right? You um, can use barbicide as a spray. You can spray down the surfaces where somebody might've come into contact. I would say. As a general rule, you should always be, um, there are certain purposes that lots of people touch, um, door handles, door knobs, the, the push plate on a door. Um, if there's a counter, for example, that people tend to you know, put their hands on, pens people write with, um, phones, mm-hmm. computers, anything yeah. like that that uh-huh. lots of people touch. I would be disinfecting those, you know, once or twice a day, you know, with a spray. You can spray them with barbicides, let them sit for the contact time, which is 10 minutes. Um, it will kill all – it will kill everything you're worried about in those 10 minutes. Um, and then wipe it off. And, you know, it it it's a matter of just being thoughtful, you know, when you're standing. If you were just to stand in the middle of your barbershop, go in tomorrow morning, stand in the middle of your barbershop, and just look around and look at the places that you know everyone's touching, Right. Those are the places that you want yeah. to hit at least once wow. or twice a day with your disinfectant.
0: Very good. Okay. We have an oh. iPad that we finalized as our point of sale, so that was, that's that's the first target. So Yeah, 80% that would of be PC, especially yeah. this one where
3: people if people sign um, a receipt with their finger on it, um, that's definitely a surface you want to get disinfected.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. left
1: They are like my phone. <laughs> hey, that's my yep. phone because you know I, I I take credit cards and you know clients uh, every time they they sign with their fingers, sign with their fingers. So, oh Miss Leslie, I thank you. This is so great. I, I <laughs> totally <laughs> appreciate you. Appreciate
0: you. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, going to This is sex.
1: No way. Yeah, hey, yeah hey, you know everybody, everybody's gonna be in spraying and wiping down, spraying and wiping down. In yep. fact, yep. that's that's kind of that's that's kind of what got me today is when when I was talking to Chris <laughs> this morning, I was on the way to the barber supply store. Um, I, I dropped my blade and my tooth and, and the tooth chip, and I'm thinking like, what else do I need? What? A, oh, I need a new. Uh, you know I need some more Clipperside. And that's why, boom, coronavirus, clipper side. Right. So that's what put it all together. So, um, yeah. ah, thank you, thank you. Like Chris said, this was last yeah. minute. We, you know, we. I, I saw the thing on TV last night on how they were canceling the 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 Arnold Classic, and then. The barbershop thing and all that put together, I'm like, oh, we got to do a show on coronavirus and the barbershop. So we're here, yeah. and I thank you, thank you again. So we're, we're, we're in the barbers Zone with your man Chavez moment right here on Block Talk Radio. It's slash barberszone or you can just catch us at barberzoneradio.com. Y'all, we here. It's a little bit late. We started at 11 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. today. We had to, we had to, you know, do some change and make some changes for our guests. You know, when it's my show, I make those choices. So we got here a little late so we could hear from this expert here, uh, Ms. Leslie Rosty, who's with uh, King Research, and they're the ones for the barber side and the clipper side. So we had to hear from her, so we adjusted the time on the show. We thank her for taking her time. So we're still here talking about the concerns about coronavirus and the barbershop. The number is 563-999-3404. We're getting some real valuable information here, y'all. So if you join the show late, you can always go back and listen to it, you know, at at com, You can go to Blog Talk Radio and pull up the show. And, you know, we have it on the Facebook page, on the BarberZone Radio Facebook page. So you can go back in, listen to this information, and share information, share the information with people in your shop so we can be better for ourselves and our community, y'all. Because, so, you know, we're the cornerstone of the neighborhood, and the things that we do and the things that we say are carried on through the community by the people that we touch and serve every day. So, y'all, we got to be better for ourselves and our community. So, y'all, we're here talking about the coronavirus here in the Barber Zone. got a couple of individuals that are on the line, and, you know, they look like they want to say something. The number is 563 simply press one and it lets me know that you uh you want to share your views and your opinions on this uh on this on this topic tonight. So we're gonna move a little bit further. So Miss Leslie I know um you're here and I know you probably had a long day. So if you need to get off, just let me know and um you know, you can go on to carry your day. We appreciate the knowledge that you've shared with us. We've got about twenty more minutes on the show. I mean twenty more scheduled. Usually we take longer because we get so involved in and the conversation that we call that overtime take it a little bit, but whenever you're ready to go, especially, just let let me know, and um, we appreciate you. But okay, we're going to okay. go on uh, next next caller from the eight six four. First three numbers is seven two zero. Welcome to the barber zone. Who are we have in the barber zone with us tonight from the eight six four seven two zero.
2: What's going what's going on, Chavez? This is uh Damian Gray, aka uh professionally underscore yours. Um I just wanted to uh say thank you first for um hosting this show, man. Um Thank you for um, calling you. in, good Thank you for uh,
1: calling in, appreciate you.
2: Thank you from Miss Rousey for um stopping in and um giving us some more information and um shout out to Christopher. That's my man on, on, on the Barber Society. But um Thank you, Mr. Uh, so couple things I wanted to touch on first off um with uh you taking credit cards in the shop with your phone um if you can get you one of those uh devices that allow you to touch your screen uh with those uh pens get one of those and the after stylus yeah, yeah 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 after, after every client make sure you spray it down and that can be it, it can be uh disinfecting while you're cutting your neck head, So keep that in mind um, for one.
1: Great point. Great point. Um,
2: Secondly, I have made a post on this on the Barber Society of how if we followed, you know, the regular mandated uh, procedures um, by state board, then um, we're less likely to come in contact with the coronavirus because we're doing everything. We're disinfecting, we're sanitizing our hands. We're, um, wearing the proper uh uniform or wearing the uh proper hand gear, making sure that we sanitize our hands before and after each client and making sure that we're changing out the the uh combs and brushes so that we don't pass this virus on to others if we come in contact with somebody who has the virus and doesn't know that they have the virus. Um I think that's yes. a very big point and I thank you Miss Routhy for uh reiterating that. Well, I'm going to
3: hire you. You you got that pat. You're, you're hired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, yeah hey, I like
0: that man hey, hey you, you want to host the show man. that was good with that did. Phil <laughs> so, okay, uh, what, what what what
1: one thing that we see we do see a lot of barbers that wear um well myself sometimes we wear gloves now is it uh-huh. that we need to change the gloves after every client, or miss Rossi? how does that work are are you uh, is it okay to use? You know, the same pair of gloves after each client or do we need to be changing them after each client? What is the what is you know the procedure for that one? We do have the gloves on but it depends it
3: depends on why you're wearing it depends on why you're wearing the gloves. So if you're putting on gloves because you are doing so in cosmetology what we see a lot of is they're putting gloves on because they're doing a chemical service and they want to protect themselves from that chemical. So that's one reason you might put on gloves. If you're putting on gloves because you want to protect yourself from other people, so if I am afraid that the three people that are going to come in and sit in my chair might have something – but I'm not, af- I'm not afraid that I might pass something amongst them, um, then I might keep those gloves on. You should not keep the gloves on, right? Um, the gloves should only be a single-use item that you wear for a single client if you're wearing gloves while you're doing the service. Because if you think about it, it, that surface of those gloves is touching, all the surfaces touching that human, and you can't effectively really wash those gloves. And so now if I go to the next person. I'm just dragging it with me from person to person to person. I would tell you your, the skin integrity of your hands is going to be improved um, and stay healthy because that is important. Nice, healthy skin on your hands is important to preventing you from picking yes. things up. Um, and gloves are n- not good for your – I mean, they're not great. If you wear them over and over again, you know how your hands um, – it starts to yes. disturb the the surface of the skin. So I would say – Prepper, you know, using hand sanitizer, washing hands. Most hand sanitizers today are going to be 70% alcohol in them, 60 to 70%. Right. Um, and when you get to that high of a uh, alcohol content, um, it will be very drying to your skin. So my advice is yes. um, to use soap and water as frequently as you can. The water doesn't have to be hot. What makes hand washing work is the bubbles that the soap creates. Um, that's actually what makes it work. It's why we have you sing the happy birthday song or the ABCs because it's that friction that you're creating with those bubbles. Yep, it's the friction that you're creating. And if you make the water too hot, again, that's also going to dry your hands out. It's going to make you have all these tiny little openings um, in your hands, and it makes you more susceptible to picking things up. So good skin integrity integrity on your hands is important. So. Awesome, awesome. Because, wow. hey, put, hey, I,
1: I'm, I, I'm average. I'm average Joe Barber, and I got my gloves on, so I think maybe I could just spray my hands with the barberside after I get done with that person, and then I'll be okay.
3: Well, no, that actually wouldn't work because disinfection is really for non-porous. It's for non-porous surfaces, and all of those gloves have pores oh, in them, yeah. so wouldn't work. Yeah, so, and it's so yeah, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm just being that guy. Hey, hey, I hey, know. I, I've got my gloves going, so, hey, you know, hey, so, hey, 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 but, yeah. hey, I appreciate you. That that Now, that is great, you guys. You know, even though you are using And one using thing to remember about
3: gloves, if you're ever using gloves, if you use gloves that are made out of a petroleum product, and you use them with a petroleum product, so a lot of your pomades and your waxes have uh, petroleum yeah. in them, it will – Create little tiny holes all in the gloves, and it, it will destroy your gloves. So they're not even yep. working anyway in that, that situation.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Wow. That's why you're here. I, I love this. The, hey, that's wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, you guys, so the mask that we, the, the mask that everybody's using is crap. We're using them for the wrong reason. If you don't already have the coronavirus, it's not doing you any good. You gotta Correct. wash your hands, you guys. You gotta, even though even though you're wearing your gloves, you have to change your gloves. You still have to yep. wash your hands. Like me, I use I, I I use the gloves to prevent from getting the uh, the hair splinters in my nails, especially when I'm cutting individuals with straight hair. I have more, uh am more apt to get those splinters down under my fingernails. So that's the reason that I use gloves for that reason. Because you know, and you know, I'm used to washing my hands so much that you know. And one thing, I don't wear a watch. And people are like, why don't you wear a watch? Because I had to wash my hands so much, I was busy getting my, you know, before the the good. We had money to buy the good good watches. You get your watch wet, and now your watch doesn't work. So. That was one reason that I stopped wearing watches because I washed my hands so much, and then you know you got to keep lotion on your hands because your hands get dry. So that's one thing. I'm one that likes to wash my hands. The hot of the water, the, you just okay, educated you me on it. It's not it's, it's not. it's not. It's, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the guy with the hot hot water and hot hot yeah. shower and stuff like that. So you just educated me. It's not the temperature. It's the frictions and the bubble and the chemical action that's in the soap that, that, that gets us clean, y'all. So even if you're using cold water, you hear people say, it's not getting clean because it's not hot. No, you guys, we've just been educated. It's the action yeah. in the soap. It's the bubbles and all of that that's getting your hands, that's getting your hands clean and, and causing the sanitation in your shop. So, oh, I appreciate you. This is great right here. So, you guys... We're in the barber zone. You're with your man, Chavez. We've got barber side, clipper Miss Leslie Voxie in the building, Miss Miss in the book. This is the lady, guys. This is the one right here that gives you information, and we're getting to hear from her firsthand right here tonight in the barber zone, so we appreciate her. And she's cleared up some things for me. And hopefully she's cleared some things up and 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 opened some eyes on some other things that you guys too. So this is my whole purpose right here of of doing this show is so we can share information about what goes on in our shops and in our communities right here that we don't get a chance to hear from these other individuals in any other way. So you guys, we've been blessed tonight, we're still continuing to be blessed with this information and the concerns that we have of the coronavirus in our barbershops contracting it and spreading in our community. So we found out that the main thing that we need to do, you guys, is wash our hands. The main thing to wash our hands, keep your barbershops, your tools, and your implements sanitized. After you use them, return them to your barberside solution when you go to use your clippers and you know you go to clean them off and remove the debris with whatever brush you're using that's another thing you guys the brushes that we use to clean the hair off our clippers we must sanitize those also take that clipper side and spray that brush down also because you can you can transfer transfer things through that little brush so let's just let's just be more diligent in the things that we're doing in the barbershop I know we're moving fast, we, you know, we've got three or four clients lined up, and, you know, you've got to get these haircuts out. But just that extra little two minutes, like like, like, like she just informed us, just spraying the service down and then immediately wiping it, it does no good for it. You have to leave it there. You have to read what's on the can. So if it says two minutes or four minutes, we need to do that, you guys. Those little two minutes or four minutes can save somebody's lives, maybe even yourself. So, you know, we just got to be more diligent because our state boards and and and, and our uh, regulation boards and our states, they do those things for a reason. They're not just doing it just to be nitpicking with us. They're doing us to keep us and our community safe. So because there's things in Ohio and, you know, Chris, you you were here in Ohio and well, you really don't know how the barber boy was so strenuous on it. Ohio is one of the strictest states when it comes to sanitation. And I appreciate it. I mean I know, you know, when we when we get inspected, the inspector can, you know, just be kinda hard on us and you know, talk about the sanitation things and we have to have things posted in our shops, but that is for our protection, guys. So again, Ms. Rossi, I appreciate you calling in. We've got another yeah. a few other individuals that are called in. I thank you for calling in to the show. If you'd like to tap into, you know, the, the conversation that we're having here, concerns about the coronavirus and the barbershop, simply press 1 once you're down, 563-999-3404. 9, 9, 9, 4, 4. Press 1 lets me know that you would like to um, add something to the conversation. We've got a few more minutes. We've got uh, roughly five, six minutes left. And, um, you know, we're going to try to get in more uh, as much information as we can. Uh, before we get out, Miss Leslie, is there any other tips that you could give us or anything that we can do to assure that, that we're being the most diligent barbers and stylists that we can be in dealing with this thing called the coronavirus?
3: Well, I think, you know, the thing is that we worry a lot about the coronavirus. Right now we're talking about it. I think people forget that every year in America, 50,000 Americans die. Americans alone die from influenza, from a virus that we do have some ability to prevent. People can get immunized. Um, I think that we all have to be responsible that when we are sick that we make the decision. You know, you made a comment just a few seconds ago that I thought was spot on, is that, you know, the person the most at risk in a barbershop Is the barber. I mean, if I come in and I'm a Mm -hmm. customer, I only have to worry about my one interaction with you, you know, the barber, and, you know, maybe somebody else who's in the shop at the same time. The barber is the person who is consistently having somebody new in the chair. You know, there may be, you know, 15, 20 people who they see a day. I don't actually know what the numbers are for that. But, you know, you're the one that has the biggest risk of taking something home to your own family and making somebody sick. So protecting yourself, being conscious of the fact that, yes, coronavirus is very topical and, you know, we're hearing about it on the news every day, but, you know, every year we have these things go through and, you know, we have people die from the flu and and really high numbers in the United States, you know, every year. And so just being conscious Mm -hmm. of, you know, your own health and not coming to work sick, um, you know, taking one day off. If you manage a barbershop or own a barbershop, allowing your barbers to call in and be sick because you don't want them coming to work Mm -hmm. sick. You know, that's the last thing you want is because it'll just spread through your shop. So if you're an owner or a manager, you know, being, you know, understanding about somebody who's calling in sick because yes, some people will take advantage of that. Arguably that will happen. Mm -hmm. But if it prevents someone from coming to work with the flu, then you just saved yourself a whole world of hurt. So,
1: and you know what? Absolutely. It's not the it's not the, it's not the shop owner that gets on you for being for being sick. We we talked about this uh, yesterday. It's not the shop owner. It's your clients. Hey man, you know when, yeah. when, when when you send a text or you email your clients and let them know that you're going to be out ill for the day. Oh well, what am I supposed to do? I've got this. I've got that. Well, how am I how am I supposed to they you know, clients can be so selfish and they won't take into consideration that yes, I'm a human being too. I get sick. I, 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 I'm cutting hair six, seven days a week, you know, nine, ten, twelve hours a day, and yes, I'm sick. I have to take time off. So it's not it's not the shop owners, it's the community that we feel like that we're letting down when we're not at the shop cutting hair. So that's the thing that we have to get on the barbers and not stop only Like, okay, dude, Miss Lady, you're sick. Stay at home.
2: Yeah. But, no, I
1: got to get that money because, like, I made a joke. I said, hey, if I don't cut, I don't eat. I don't have FMLA. I don't have sick time. I don't have, you know, all that. If I don't cut hair, I don't eat. So that, that comes into play, too. You get the barbers like, hey, I've got a full book today. I've got 20 haircuts to do, and that equals such and such money. I need that. It's the first of the month. I've got to pay my bills. I've got to pay rent. So, But we have to take into account our health that if we're not here tomorrow because of what happens today, then we're not benefiting anybody at all. So I, I thank you That's right. for that. Um, Bert, before we get up out of here, would yep. you like to say something? If anybody else is on here, press one. Let me know you want to say something before we get out of here. We got a few more minutes left here in the barber zone. So, uh, go on and uh, uh get your last thought up there, good sir.
0: Okay, well, I wanted to ask her real quick if there was any any um, flight protocol that you had in mind. Uh, for us, when I mean, we travel all the time, we go from trade show to trade show, and you know, being in that yeah. canister for anything from one to four hours. Or five, you know, that's, that's a worry you have to be able to control
3: Well, yeah. if I can, if I can put, put your mind at ease, I travel every week. So I'm on about four mm-hmm. planes every single week, and um, I do it with not really much. I, I don't have a whole lot of concern when I fly. Um, I will say <laughs> if um, you are concerned about, um, you know, how dirty the seat is or you know, what might be on the tray table, Certainly bring your, you know, wipes with you. Make sure that they're disinfecting mm-hmm. wipes, not that they're just, a, you know, like a wet one isn't going to cut it. You need something that says it's a disinfectant on it. And, again, follow yep. the, the, what it says on the label, the contact time for that. Um, I will tell you something I do that I think is useful. Um, when you are on a plane, um, the air vent that's above you, just always turn, turn it on yep. and have the air coming straight down in front of your face. It does deflect a lot of things out of your airfield. So, if somebody around is wow. coughing or sneezing, um, just having that air just coming straight down in front of you will push a lot of things out of your airfield. Um, but beyond that, again, if you wow. are a healthy person with a healthy immune system, flying should not be a problem for you. Good deal. So, Thank awesome. you. Yep. Awesome. All right,
1: and, and you just you just told me something else too. That, that little airstream, I, I, my, me, I'm like, well, I don't want that blowing on me. I don't know what's coming out of that thing, you know. But yeah. again, that's that that's that reverse thinking that you know when, when we get things like uh, the coronavirus that hits, that we start thinking, and it's a lot of the reverse than what we think and, like, the mask and all that thing. So I so thank you tonight, and my eyes have been You're open. Welcome. You've educated me, and hopefully you've educated some other individuals, and we thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys, you've been to the Barber's Zone for the last hour with your man Chavir's Moment right here on Block Talk Radio, com slash Barber Zone. What you already know how to do is, it. barberzoneradio.com. Hit that, put it in your phone, put it in your search engine, Lock it in, bookmark it. We're here every Wednesday, 9 p.m., put it like this, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., depending on what guests we have and, and what changes we need to help them out, that's what we're going to do. So, again, we've Maybe talked about the concerns about the – what's up, you guy.
0: No, just one, one last thing. Yeah. Make sure everybody takes this and shares it for the sake of the industry. For those who missed it or didn't know or whatever, um, reply, repost. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's definitely going to be yeah. in the TBS, but make sure that it gets outside of that bubble because this is industry, yeah, industry information that y'all need. All right, let me us get Stein. this
1: out, y'all. Because, thank you, because, because because this 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 is great right here. This has been great information. I thank you, thank you, thank you, Miss Leslie, for sharing this information. You're with welcome. Us. And it's something that, that that somebody else definitely needs. Somebody in the shop definitely needs this. So, um, you guys, thank you, thank you again for listening, for joining the, in the barber zone. But please share this, post it, tag it, tweet it, whatever. How it's, snap it, however you can do it. But after you do it, wash your hands before you get to that <laughs> client. Wash your hands. You know, hey, after 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 that that square, that swipe or whatever. Wipe your phone down, cause I find I find myself doing that more often. Wiping my phone down, cause I see the little the little tracks on and stuff. So, yeah, we just have to be more diligent in our in, in our sanitation, and you know what we do in the barbershop. So, but we do have two products that have been around for many many years, as long as I've been in the industry, and those are ClipperSide and BarberSide, which were which are which should be. On your back bar in every shop or hair salon where we're, we have hair professionals. So, you guys, we thank you. And until next week, you're in the barber zone. Come get your head right. Be a blessing to somebody else because it'll bless you in the end. So, let's Leslie again, Chris Burke, everybody who's called in, we thank you. Uh, please share this, y'all, and let's be better to ourselves, to our shops, and to our community. Thank you, guys. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you. In the barber zone next week. Have a great one. Good night.